two, one. Welcome in Husker Extra podcast. Working late on an off-season Friday. Not really. It's 5.08 p.m. right now in Parker. They're simple. You know who is working late is Baz. He's covering a baseball game right now. Currently, uh, Nebraska is putting it to Ohio State uh, up in Minneapolis. We'll see if they can close that out. Uh, So with Baz not here, we'll talk more about um, sort of put a wrap on basketball season next week. Um, just figured probably needed to uh, scramble the Jets and get out a late Friday podcast here, Simple, considering the ample news of the day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we were talking, what you, you uh, texted me this morning at about what time? Uh, nine o'clock, maybe. And the report was from Stadium. Brett McMurphy reported that Nebraska was trying to, I guess, get out of its September 18th game against Oklahoma. Uh, Get out. And that they'd been in contact with other teams about, and then he sort of later put out some of the teams maybe that were involved, but that Nebraska was trying to basically replace a road game September 18th in Norman against Oklahoma which was scheduled to line up as sort of the 50th anniversary of the game of the century in 1971 with a non-conference home game against a Mac school. Yeah. A Mac school or old dominion. Yeah. A Mac school or old dominion was reportedly uh, what Nebraska was considering in lieu of facing Oklahoma on the road. Now it gets, it gets to be a complicated discussion for context, Nebraska's three of Nebraska's first four games are scheduled to be on the road in 2021. Uh, they would start August 28th against Illinois. This is what's going to happen. They're going to start August 28th against Illinois, have an off week, uh, play Buffalo um, as scheduled. It's it's for Saturday, uh, September 11th, and I yep. think it will remain that way. Um, so they get a strange, sort of strange off week right there, kind of strange. Yeah, most teams that play week zero then don't play week one. That's the way it's been in recent years. And there's just not that okay. many week zero games. But but for the most part, like Miami and Florida played week zero two years ago, I think. Obviously, nobody played. There was no week zero in the pandemic season. But in 2019, Florida and Miami played week zero. Then neither of them played week one. Typically, when you do that, then you take the week off and play week two. So not that strange. Right. Only strange in the sense of like that game against Illinois is slated for week zero because it was originally going to take place in Ireland. Now it's taking right. place so, in Champaign. Okay. So then you play Buffalo, then you go to Oklahoma, then you go to Michigan State. Right. Now it's not ideal for Nebraska to have one home game before October 2nd. It's not ideal for the local economy. It's not ideal from a recruiting standpoint. Um, that you, you know, Nebraska relies on these home games um, for recruiting and they, they only get one before October while a lot of their opponents could get three and they haven't had a recruit on campus for over a year. Um, so these are all things that go through a head coach's mind. Um, now this, but this story naturally caught, was disconcerting to Nebraska fans for obvious reasons. And I'll just give me a vignette as to like a why, yeah. why? Well, I was at this gathering for, for some group, a group of former players 
got together and gave what amounted to a career achievement award to Tom Osborne on Tuesday morning in the Haymarket. And before the presentation, I was talking to some of the, the guys and they were looking so forward to going to Norman on September 18th to have a, you know, they're going to have get togethers with Oklahoma guys the night before the game. They were really looking forward to this. Fans were looking forward to this. This is a, this is a, uh, this is a very, it was a very intense rivalry, but it was a very respectful rivalry with Oklahoma. So the renewal is exciting. Yeah. And it's, it remains exciting, but it was, it looked like it was in peril for a period. Yeah, it definitely um, did. Yeah. Yeah. So it caused a lot of, it caused an uproar, I would say today. Um, yeah. And how does Nebraska look? I mean, what I wrote is it, it it's a black eye. I mean, they'll, it's a, I think it's a black eye for the program. Um, so it's, it's kind of, it was kind of a rough day, I would say for Nebraska football. Yeah. And we'll, let's get into the fallout more, but I think it's interesting. Like the genesis of this game, this series with Oklahoma is interesting in its own right. I mean, the, the contract was signed uh, in November of 2012 and it was literally simple. Correct me if I'm wrong on this. This was like one of the last things that Tom Osborne got done as the athletic director before he went into retirement. I mean, he announced his retirement in September of 2012, and then his term ran through December. And this series was signed and announced like two days before Nebraska played Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis. So this was like a thing. This series was something that Osborne wanted for the future uh, and Joe Castiglione at Oklahoma wanted for the future to make sure that these two teams, even though by that point, Nebraska was uh, two years into their second season in the big 10, that they wanted these guys to, they wanted these two programs to have something to look forward to in the future. And so they picked this date 2021 to mark the 50th anniversary of, of the game of the century. So not only are they former conference rivals, but this was sort of like one of the last, pieces of Tom Osborne's run as, as the athletic director in Nebraska was to get this series in the books. And then I'm sure like a lot of stuff has changed since then, right? Like Nebraska hasn't risen uh, to prominence in the big 10, the way a lot of people expected. Oklahoma is obviously really good perennial playoff contender. More than that, the pandemic really scrambled a lot of things in college athletics and just in general. Um, But this like, the way that this came out this morning, the way that it was just reported, um, you know, and I, I guess, so first of all, like basic question, did this take you by surprise when Brett McMurphy put this um, out? I mean, not completely by surprise. Um, I guess it caught me by surprise to the extent that it's March 12th. Right. And if something like this was going to be done, I figured it would have been done a while ago. Um, this far down the road, uh, yeah, I mean, that's I, – I figured, you know, that if there was any talk of it, it had to be over at this point. Yeah, yeah. But, but then this report surfaces, um, and it's – I don't – I mean, it's valid. It's a, I, I don't question the validity of the report at all, especially – I mean, yeah. come on. Bill Moose confirmed it in the statement. Um, He said that they had looked into adding a home game. So, right. There's really no other way to. (laughs) Well, I. Okay. If you're a Nebraska fan, 
Now there's, I've seen, I see people on social media that are sort of trying to rationalize it because of what we said, because of, you know, it's, it's a very tough schedule to start three or four home games, but most of the sentiment is, wow, we, we really tried to back out of a game with Oklahoma. I think you can, I think in, in all we have in terms of concrete on the record conversation to go on is what Bill Moose's statement said today, right? So that's what we're working on. You can look back and use context to try to justify this storyline in a couple of different ways. Like on the one hand, you could look at what both Bill Moose and Scott Frost have said on the record in the past about their deep concern about the financial viability, not only of the Nebraska athletic departments, but of the city of Lincoln and the businesses in Lincoln as the, as the, the effect of the pandemic continues on, right? So if you're talking about an extra home game, that's more revenue, even if the you know, seats aren't filled and all of that, and you can use that context from past statements from both of those guys who would be the two central figures in any scheduling news. And you could say, okay, that makes sense to me. But I think you could also, if you have a more skeptical mind, you could also look back on public previous statements from both of them about the need to build momentum early in the season. We heard that you know, before this year. Well, we just got to get a couple wins and we got to get the ball rolling. You know, it's hard to have sort of monumental test early in the season because it can keep you from getting on a good roll and building some, you know, we got to get, we got to get some wind in our sails early in the year. Both of those guys have said those things too. And so you could apply those kind of statements to this situation and arrive at the conclusion that they just didn't want to play Oklahoma. Right. And, but now, now people are going to ask us, so who was it that didn't want right. to play? Was it Moose or was it Frost? Was it both? Now that's the, that's a hard one to answer, right? I would say it's hard to excuse Frost in this discussion. If, if it were the administration that was pushing this, because we all know how powerful Frost is in this. I mean, we've always trumpeted his return as I mean, he's the man. Yeah. He's the one calling shots. What until there's a really, until there's a really controversial dis, decision or move or something they're pondering, and then he's not. Then it's not. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, so no. And for people that are questioning me on social media about that, which is only one or two, I would say this is Frost's program. He's not. They're not going to force anything on him. I mean, if they were going to make a move of this magnitude, I can't believe they would do it without Frost signing off on it. Okay. Right. Um, I, I, no, I don't. Well, and let's face it, we're not having these conversations independently of us doing background work and talking to people. Um, of course, this is something that Frost knew about. This isn't catch him by surprise. The only thing that caught Nebraska by surprise was the report. Yeah, that it got out today. Yeah. Yeah, they were caught off guard by the timing, and it put them in an awkward situation. It was a bad PR day. Okay, it was. It was a bad PR day for Nebraska. Now, now, all's well that ends well, sort of. They're going to play the game. 
Um, but they're going to go to Norman with this report in the back of everybody's mind. I, I think if I was a crisis communicator, that was my job. And that's that people out there have that job. Hey, you know, your job is to clean up the mess when, when the, the PR gets bad, um, which I'm not. But if I were, I think that the way that this ended up going is probably the best of a bunch of bad potential outcomes for Nebraska today. It's a, if Nebraska gets steamrolled on September 18th in Norman, there's going to be some snide comments about, yeah. wow, no wonder they didn't want to play or whatever, you know. And if uh, Nebraska loses to Buffalo on September 11th, there's going to be people that say, man, maybe this is the one they should, you know, like that, that sort of like chirping. If Nebraska loses, it's going to happen. If they win, hey, that's the easiest way to solve most problems. That would be the easiest way to solve this problem. But to me, I think that the, that chorus, that potential chorus down the road is a lot better than the alternative, which is that the game didn't happen. I don't think, Sybil, I don't think, like, you know, when I first got here, my first months here included in my first um, four weeks on the beat was the Black Friday brouhaha with uh, Sean Eichhorst and Mike Riley, where they misread the fan base to a sort of shocking degree and said, well, we don't really care that much about playing Iowa on Black Friday. It's going to be, they're going to play someone else and they want to play that so we'd rather play on Saturday than Friday. Like this would have been, if this game got canceled, it would have been a lot worse than that. Like if Nebraska would have been just out of this game, it would have absolutely. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been like, it would have been like that. That seemed like a big deal when that happened. Like, wow, this was really bad, really bad and really badly conceived and executed plan. And this would have been a lot worse than that. Yeah. That's good perspective. It would have been worse. This Okay, if the game didn't happen, it would never go away. It would be a, it would have been a defining element of Frost's tenure, no matter what. Yeah, even if he right. turns it, even if he turns it around here, which he still could do, it would still be a defining moment in his tenure oh, yeah. if they didn't play this game. Um, now, it's yeah, I'm, I'm almost I'm almost startled by the magnitude. It's not going to go away. This conversation will continue indefinitely even though the game's going to be played. So it's, yeah, but you're right. As, as far as situations go, this, it happened quickly, at least. It's not going to completely blow over, but it'll blow over to a certain extent. Um, and we'll see what happens. See, I, I mean, if you're a Nebraska fan, you would like to think they could go maybe beat Oklahoma or, or, or at least play with them. They, this is a Nebraska team with nine returning starters on defense. Right. And a fourth year starter at quarterback, likely. Yeah. This is the time to get him. So it's, you've alluded to this, but it's, I, and Parker will write about this in coming days. This is all fairly confusing, I think, to Nebraska fans because Scott's posture publicly has been, hey, we're ready to compete for the West. All right. We can compete with these teams. But what, oh, now wait a second, but you don't want to play Oklahoma? Yeah, I mean, now from Frost's perspective, you, as you said, I mean, we have to mention it again, reiterate, he does, the schedule's tough out of the gate, three out of four home games, three out of four games on the road. Yeah. 
I think he's his concern might be we got to build some momentum into the Big Ten schedule, and and it's gonna be di- difficult, you know. And you know, part of it is that it's an awkward schedule, and that they begin with Illinois. Sure. So uh, yeah, it's a very he's in I a tough spot. He's in a very tough spot. I think like I, I, I'm in the minority on this and I know this because that we hear a lot about how hard the schedule is in 2021 and like, don't get me wrong. Like it's a, it's a brutal schedule. I mean, every year in the big Ten's tough, but the years that you feel better, just like from a, from a pure starting point, the years that you think about success in the big 10, like there are certain years where you have with a nine game schedule, like one year you have five home games, Big 10 home games and four road games. And then the next year you have four home games and five road games. Just by definition, typically you it's tougher when you've got the five road games. So Nebraska's got five home games this coming year, 2021. Five Big 10 home games. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, and then like I don't the Big Ten is a rugged league. It's hard to win games in the Big Ten. So don't take this as me saying that the schedule is not difficult, but like what, where are the expectations if we can't say, we'll just beat Illinois week zero and take care of Buffalo, who's going to be good, but also lost a lot of talent and plays in the Mac. Like, can we not expect them to, to, to try that they should be able, capable of winning both of those games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should. Going to Michigan state. Yeah, I understand. Like, but Michigan, you know, Michigan state's in full rebuild mode too. And then you've got home games. I can't, I don't remember the schedule exactly off the top of my head, but then after that, you've got home Northwestern. games, Northwestern and Michigan back to back. Uh-huh. I mean, okay. Well, yeah, Michigan, Michigan is Michigan. Michigan might be very good, um, but we saw what they looked like in 2020. They weren't exactly the national championship caliber Wolverines of, you know, yesteryear. So I just don't like, I don't know. If, if the schedule being tough is, is what's at stake here, like the schedule is going to be tough every single year. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe they just won't, maybe they, they just shouldn't play these kind of non-conference games if that's the case. And again, like I, this is all, this is all putting a little bit of a, you know, of skepticism on the, on this stated sole reason for this exploration being, financial viability. That was what Bill Moose said this afternoon. So, I mean, that there's some truth to that probably, um, but it's hard to, it's hard to square six months away from kickoff on this game. Parker, you, the best way to put it is right. It's not an either or conversation. I, think I don't, there yeah, is I don't, some, yeah. Yeah. There's some validity on both sides. I think there's reason to be cynical and skeptical about the, the stated reasoning, but I also think some of that reasoning is valid. Um, so it's not either, or I, I think there's, there's both mindsets are valid, but um, it's tough for Nebraska fans to rationalize it. You know, it, 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 it I understand why I understand why it's tough. You're trying to get out of that game. Yeah. I mean, even if it's, even if it means playing eight home games, but think about it, think about it. So you're substituting playing Oklahoma 
for bringing in a Mac team or Old Dominion. So on September 18th, you're talking about playing Old Dominion instead of Oklahoma. How are Nebraska fans going to react to that on September 18th is what I'd wonder on, on September 18th, how are they going to, are they, are they going to be okay with that? Are they going to show up, you know, or are they, or are they going to, is it going to be a problem on September 18th? Yeah. Or, and, and then, I mean, you could go all the way down the list. I mean, what, what would, I mean, what I don't not, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but you just wonder, and you mentioned this in your column, like what would, was Eric Chenander with a veteran defense think about going out and playing Old Dominion at home that day rather than right being in Norman and saying, "Hey, we're going to go, we're going to go, yeah, let's, go let's go, let's go, compete." See, and that's then, what Nebraska fans want, Parker. Yeah. They want the team to have that mentality, the leaders of the program to have the mentality. Yeah, it's Oklahoma. I mean, Frost has has said we'll play a team in Uzbekistan or whatever he said. Is that right? Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, We'll do that, but this is not, I don't look like that. You know, I cover recruiting. I mean, I cover recruiting a lot. I spend a lot of time on it and I totally like, I get it. That's a tough draw. I mean, it's, it's tough to, the problem is not just that they have one home game in the first uh, four weeks. It's that they have one home game in the first four weeks coming off a stretch in, in which kids have not been able to come to campus for a really long time. So you are going to maybe get, I mean, maybe if, if the dead period ends May 31st, you're going to get a rush of kids that are going to come on official visits over the summer. Great. There's going to be some kids that want to visit during the season, and Nebraska always wants kids to see Memorial Stadium with people in it during a football game. That I, I get it. That is not a – that's a tough draw, and that matters. And it especially matters because if that Buffalo game ends up – we talk about this every year. If that Buffalo game – their one home game in the month of September. If that ends up being an 11 a.m. kick, it's really hard for kids to get to Lincoln for official visits on an 11 a.m. kick. So then you're talking about potentially the first month of the season sort of being a wash in that. But I just don't, I'm not a, I'm not a recruiter. I don't work for a college program. So I, this might be oversimplifying things, but I just don't really understand why you wouldn't be telling recruits, hey, look, we know, we know, you know, you can't get here quite as soon, but here's what you're going to do. You're going to watch us go down there and kick the crap out of Oklahoma on September 18th. And then you're going to be really excited to come to Lincoln and see what we're building two weeks later. Yeah. Maybe like, not I just kick the crap out of, but, uh, I, but you, you understand what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go compete. We're going to go yeah. compete with Oklahoma. Yeah. You can go watch us show what we're building and then you can come see it in person. That's the posture you prefer, right? Right. I would think so. Yeah. That's why you want your leadership's posture to be. That's why this day is disappointing. I think for Nebraska, for Nebraska fans. But at the end of the day, here we are, it's five 31 now simple. And one of the things I was going to like, one of the things that I was thinking as the afternoon went on is being that I'm grew up in the big 10 footprint and I've only covered Nebraska as a member of the big 10. I'm like extremely excited to go to Norman in September. Oh, I bet you are. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. You should be. You should be. You'll, it is. Yeah. And for Nebraska fans that saw those, those colors match up, there's, so, there's a lot of memories that come flooding back. Um, and it's just cool to go to Norman. I mean, it's a, it's a big time atmosphere. You'll like it. 
um, they'll probably be sort of warm, you know, um, it'll be a different experience for you. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Parker, that stadium will be jam packed. I mean, you're not going to cover a game with empty seats. I'll tell you that it'll be jam packed. Um, and there'll be a lot to write about that week. I'm very glad this game's still happening. It would have been a big hole for a lot of people. Oh, if a gaping hole had that game not been played. I thought that so one of the one of the things about your one of one of the things about your column today, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed, by the way, um, well, nice. that I found interesting was we hadn't really I could be wrong about this, but I don't think we'd really started. I hadn't really started considering the actual scope of what that weekend's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about the, you know, there's already parties and all that sort of stuff set up, gatherings set up um, for the night before yeah. that game and all that sort of stuff. And obviously, you know, hopefully the pandemic will allow for that stuff to go on at full, at full throat. But the, it's just going to be, it's set up to be, and, and Joe Castiglione um, mentioned this today in his column or in his statement, it's set up to be not only a rekindling of the rivalry, but a celebration of the rivalry. And it has, uh, yes. doesn't have an acrimonious feel to it. At least it didn't until today, uh, but it has a sort of like, it has a sort of charm about it in the way that the alums of the rivalry and frankly, the fan bases seemingly um, think about this game as sort of a hearkening back to the good old days, rather than some like bitter thing um, where everybody hates each other. You know, it's a very, it's, it's just like, it's going to be a very interesting um, celebration of college football. And it could be even enhanced if the stadium's full and if we're back to something like, normal or close to it after the pandemic and it just would have really sucked if that would have like all gotten taken away six months out oh yeah i mean it's that's why today was disconcerting for people i think that you know people are maybe people don't even know about it yet when they read it they'll they'll be disconcerted it's disconcerting it makes you feel a little like a nebraska fans that have been through so much I think it's just a heavy side day. Like, man, is it, what is the deal? Yeah. Of why would why would we even consider this as hard, as as much financial strain as Nebraska is under as a athletic department? And we're talking about a forty some million dollar deficit. It's 42, still roughly. Yeah, forty two. It's even so. Athletic departments all over the country are battling the same thing. So, yeah, it's disconcerting. That's, that's what it is. And, um, but it's resolved, and we'll see what the fallout is. I don't imagine there'll be a lot of fallout at this point. I don't know where the story goes from here. Um, we can think about that as we rest our heads tonight. But I, right now, it's just, it, kind of, it kind of swooped in fast like an Oklahoma tornado, then swooped out. Just ripped through town. Yeah. Didn't Hopefully no not a lot wasn't of damage. a square hit. Right, right. Now Just it's scary. Yeah, yeah, disconcerting and scary. Um a quick uh, whip around otherwise today, simple. Whip around. Yeah. Baseball is in the ninth inning, leading ten to three against Ohio State. Um basketball, obviously, season ended. 
uh, on Wednesday night uh, with the second half collapse against Penn State for trying the Big Ten tournament. Um, we'll see where that goes. Um, probably, you know, typical end of season stuff coming up for the basketball team. We'll get Baz, obviously, our, our just irreplaceable host back on the podcast next week um, to go over that stuff. Volleyball back in action this weekend, I believe, right? Yeah, Ohio State, the Ohio surprise State. team of the Big Ten. Yep. The surprise team of the Big Ten. Yes, yeah, so that'll be a good one. Um, and then football-wise, Nico Cooper, backup outside linebacker, went in the transfer portal about 40 minutes ago just before we jumped on here today. Um, not a big shock. He junior college guy, but he, had, he has three years left. Um, just didn't quite make his way up the depth chart the way he was hoping to. Uh, he's a Memphis, Tennessee native. He played – he was at Hutch for two years in Kansas, came up here. Um, so that was the personnel matter of the day. We're, we're actually – so we're getting close um, to sort of be in go time here on spring ball. Nebraska um, starts spring ball in 18 days on March 30th. But before that, a week before that, March 23rd, uh, we'll have pro day. So a week or 10 days from now, we'll hear probably from some of those guys that are going to come back and work out. You're talking about – uh, Jack Stoll, DiCaprio Boodle, Matt Farniak, Brendan Hymas, and there's one that I'm missing, I think. Yeah, I don't got it. I don't got it for you, so you're Did on your own on this Oh, Dedrick Mills. You should know. It's the big horse. Oh, yeah, the big, big horse. horse. That's Dedrick. right. Yeah. And we'll probably so, be writing about him. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk to those guys. We're not quite sure, you know, exactly. Pro Day's a lot more important this year, even than normal, because there's no combine. We're not quite sure what it's going to look like from our end if we're just going to, you know, they'll send numbers even or what. So we'll figure that out uh, over the next few days. Obviously it was a busy one today, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know anything else for the, the good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do want to share one, the memory I have of Nico Cooper. Oh, he made here we go. Yes. Big, great. Big, big hits on special teams against yeah. Penn state. I mean, one in particular that I thought was, was a, was a sort of a tone setting Hit on kickoff on a kickoff coverage that he 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 smacked the ball carrier in a big way and I thought okay this might be the kind of the rise of Nico Cooper right here yeah but it turns out that that's not the case and he'll be taking his uh, he'll go he'll go somewhere else and cover kickoffs. Do you want my favorite moment of the Nico Cooper era? What's that? Well, the one that stands out in my mind is that um, and it's funny. So here's what happens when something like this we write up a story about this. And the one thing I always wonder when any guy who hasn't played all that much or whatever, same thing, I wrote a story about Brant Banks um, over the weekend or had Brant Banks in it and Brant Banks isn't going anywhere, but I wondered, like, I wonder if we have photos of Brant Banks. That's like one of the considerations that goes through your mind. And so when I typed in Nico Cooper to our system to see if we had photos of Nico Cooper, the one that popped up is him reaching for the ball against Illinois. And that was like a subtle turning point in that game that went so poorly for Nebraska um, this past fall. They lost. It was a fumble on an Illinois kick return or punt return, one or the other. And a ball popped up and Nico Cooper had it right on his fingertips in a pile as he was falling backwards in a pile. And it bounded away and, and went back to Illinois and they sort of averted a disaster. So it, it oh, could okay. have been it could it was a potential turning point play after Nebraska came out so flat in that game. It wasn't Nico Cooper's fault. It was just a freak, you know, ball got dislodged and was sort of around him. But that's the photo we have of Nico Cooper was of a turning play that wasn't against Illinois. Nice memory. 
All right, Park. Well, thanks for doing this. Yeah, it was great. Nice yeah. and easy. Um, yeah. So again, all the latest on a, on a busy uh, news day with Nebraska and Oklahoma still on to play now, September 18th in Norman. Check out huskeraction.com. We've got a bunch of uh, stuff about that and about all of the other sports going on. Not to mention, um, you know, coverage from the Boys State Tournament over at PBA and, and all the rest. Um, so check huskeraction.com for that. Please consider uh, subscribing and also signing up for the Husker Extra newsletter now coming out daily. So you can get all of the latest from huskeraction.com. Write your email inbox every morning uh, just by going to the link about newsletters on our website and checking the box for Husker Extra. Do all that. We'll be eternally grateful. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for watching.